to the House of Minds, a podcast experience where we dive into individuals' journeys and mindsets with the intention and potential to bring you keys to unlock and expand your mind into new realities and possibilities, because we can all learn something from everyone. All you must bring is a desire to learn, an open mind, and the trust that the universe is always working for you. What will the House of Minds bring you today? Welcome everybody to another episode of House of Minds. My name is Christina Lin, I'm the host, and today we'll be speaking with Jim McGuire, founder of Vakara Events, a company that offers yoga, fitness, and wellness events, as well as multi-day retreats local here in the Phoenix area. Formerly immersed in mortgage banking, he found a love of yoga, health, and fitness after selling his company and turned his passion into a new career and the birth of Vakara Events. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. I'm really excited to have you with us today, Jim. Yeah, thank you, Christine. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, before we dive in, we'll go ahead and start off with just a one to two little minute mindfulness practice. So for any listeners that are listening and uh, operating any heavy machinery or driving a car, please continue to do so and keep your eyes open. For those of us that it is safe to do so, we'll go ahead and close our eyes. Just start to tune into your body, into the present moment, bringing your awareness to anything that's contacting the floor, chair, any surface. Bring your focus there. Just going through a quick body scan to bring our energy, our minds into alignment. Begin to work up the right side of your body. So notice your foot your ankle, your shin, up into your knee, your thigh, move into your hips, up into your torso, your arm, up into your chest, your shoulder. Take a moment there to pause. Any tension you feel, allow it to melt away and start to breathe a little bit deeper. Bring your awareness up the right side of your throat, clearing the way for expression, up to your jaw, up to your cheekbone, all the way up through the crown of your head. Notice any energy you might have pulled with you that's ready to release, let it go. And starting through the left side of your body, draw your awareness down the crown of your head, down your forehead, down your cheek, to your jaw, and down your throat. Again, pausing as you arrive to that shoulder, your chest area. Take a moment to lighten up any load that you're carrying there. Bring your awareness to your heart, feel its warmth. Down into your arm, your torso, your hip, your thigh, your knee, 
and down your shin into your ankle, into your foot, your toes. And again, just take a moment to notice any energy that you might have pulled down with you. Anything that you're ready to dump down to the earth. Let it go. Clearing the way for presence, for intention, for purpose, and for expression. We'll take one more deep breath to seal that all in. Go ahead and empty your body completely of all its air. Begin to draw your inhale in through your nose, down your throat, fill your lungs, fill your belly. Pause at the top of your breath, maybe feeling a little bit of discomfort, knowing it'll pass. As you're ready, open your mouth and sigh or exhale out, let it go. Keep a soft gaze as you slowly begin to open your eyes. And let's begin. So let's start back at the beginning, Jim, um, with your mortgage company. What was going on? What led you to selling your mortgage company and starting new endeavors? Yeah, thanks. first of all, thank you so much for that. That little meditation, mindfulness. I try to do that before I start an endeavor like this, and I just ran out of time. And as the, the Zoom call came up, I thought, oh, darn, I, I didn't do a meditation. Yeah. And then you did. I think it's a fantastic way to start something like this. So thank you so much. Yes, really you're welcome. Cool. You're welcome. Thank you. And look at how the universe provided you just what you needed. Right, right. Exactly. Anyway, I just want to tell you, I love that. <laughs> so, yeah. So a little little background. Yeah. So I built a mortgage company back in the Midwest. And, you know, the short answer, why do you sell stuff? And I guess money, but there was a little more to it. I built the company to a size that I had a lot of employees. Um, I don't know, 350 people or something that were relying upon me. And I was a pretty young guy at the time. Yeah. And, you know, that responsibility of people making you know, mortgage payments and sending kids to school and everything else that encompasses that kind of a payroll. Mm -hmm. Um, and then a bank approached me and, uh, and wanted to absorb us. And, and I liked them a lot. I thought it was a good opportunity, not just for me, but for my team, for them to continue to expand. Because part of the, you know, the, the real joy in doing these things in terms of building businesses is to create opportunities for other people. Yeah. Yep. Right? I mean, it's not just what can I get for myself. I learned a long time ago this idea of how can I help others get what they want. Yeah. You know, it's kind, of it kind of a guiding philosophy circle um, of giving that's a good spiritual law yeah i didn't know back then believe me i was not very spiritual i didn't understand this but i had at least kind of an, at some soul level this and i did responsibility at least mm -hmm. to where i wanted to make sure that people were taken care of and i did like i said i did enjoy creating opportunities for others so i sold that company um the idea was that, that i was going to stay on indefinitely and i had a nice contract i think i lasted six months because I never really understood um, that I had sold the business. I still operated as if, <laughs> as if it was mine. You were the head. <laughs> and I was, yeah, I know just to have the, just in not taking direction well, you know, from, you know, and this is a big bank. Mm -hmm. And here you have this kind of, you know, crazy entrepreneur. And uh, it just wasn't a good fit. Great people. They treated me very well. Um, in fact, uh, when, uh, 
when I, they, you know, Bob had in my contract, I realized it, it was, well, this is great, but also, man, they really wanted to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. So anyways, that chapter closed and my brother wound up taking over that business and built it even much, much, much bigger. Wow. So it went on. A lot of people had a lot of success from it. And again, you know, I watched people start out and was as a loan processor, then become a loan officer, and then they would uh, be able to open their own branch. And then, you know, that was really a cool thing about that business. And I do miss, you know, I do miss it, but it's been quite a few years. So kind of fast forward, I spent some period of time at a pretty young age, retired, yeah. directionless, purposeless. Not too bad. <laughs> well, it didn't bad. Probably more money than, than a you know, young, young guy needed without, you know, much direction. So what did, when you left the company officially, was there just a period of time where you weren't working? You were kind of just exploring life? Or? Yeah, right. So I, w- I actually moved down to South Florida and got a boat and just boated around between the Bahamas and South Beach. And, you know, it, it sounds great. And yeah. it's funny because, uh, you know, I've got a lot of friends who like, you know, want to live vicariously, you know, that, you know, that lifestyle. But it turns out for me, anyhow, I do need a sense of purpose. I need to be engaged with some professional activity. And as I'll get to a little bit further in my story, it really wasn't the best environment, uh, you know, for me. So I'll kind of jump ahead a few years. I don't know how many years are involved in that. Some of them are honest, we're a little bit lost. (laughs) I could go back and, you know. Life is for enjoying as well. There's a balance to everything. (laughs) Create a timeline. Well, that was, you know, that was, you know, kind of an issue. So basically we go a little over 10 years ago. Um, and it was when I discovered yoga, right? And that was a part of when I actually got sober in 2011. And I mentioned that because September is National Recovery Month. Also, a lot of people refer to it as sober September. So this isn't a you know part of my story that I'm not you know I'm not embarrassed about or ashamed about, but I don't generally talk a lot about. But I thought this was a good opportunity. The fact that it is National Recovery Month, and it is such an important part of really you know, where I am today. Mm-hmm. is my sobriety. So that was January of 2011. And the first week I got sober, I took my very first yoga class the same week. And that was just purely no one directed me to take a yoga class. I didn't know anything about it. I was just walking out in actually Wilshire Boulevard in, in, uh, in LA, where I was living at the time. And I saw a yoga studio and I just literally felt drawn to go into this yoga studio and just walk in. I didn't have a mat or anything and just say, hey, I, I think I want to take a yoga class. That's amazing. And I met my first yoga instructor and we're still friends to this day. She's fantastic. And uh, so that's where my you know, love of, of yoga started. And I've practiced ever since, you know, a lot of times, almost every day. I like to say, you know, every day, except for the days that I don't, <laughs> that I don't go, right? Yeah. So, but quite a few days um, have been involved in yoga. So in the meantime, I, you know, I wanted to kind of, um, you know, what I knew was financial services and, and, you know, mortgage banking. So I took a job with a real estate investment company because it was comfortable and it was what I knew. And I thought that's what I was supposed to be doing. And that's really the only place that I knew that I could just call someone and, and, you know, make good money and, 
you know, kind of understand what I was doing. And I did that for quite a few years. And then this brings us to, I think it was roughly about three years ago where uh, I was, I think it was actually this right before I moved to Scottsdale, I was still out in California. I was on the 405, which I think that's where a lot of people have epiphanies or these life-changing experiences, right? When you're, if anyone who knows what I'm talking about, sitting in the traffic between San Diego and LA on the 405, you have a lot of time to think <laughs> <Good> hours. <laughs> and to wonder what am I doing sitting in this traffic jam? This is crazy. What, why, why am I doing this? And uh, so I decided to uh, move back to Scottsdale. I'd actually lived here, oh, I don't know, eight years ago or so. Mm-hmm. And I just liked the lifestyle here. I just, you know, there are a lot of, so many things I just liked about it. And uh, I moved back and I decided to have, said, how do I take, you know, yoga, health, fitness, all these things that I really enjoy, that I'm really passionate about. Um, how do I create a professional life out of that, right? How do I, you know, how do you combine your avocation and your vocation? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions a lot of people ask, right? Mm-hmm. And I think oh, in yes. a per- perfect world, that's a really good thing to strive for. It's, you know, not always possible, and then maybe it's a timing issue. Um, but at some point, if you can kind of merge those two together, right, then, then it's really nice. So I said, how do I do that? So the obvious, you know, I could open a yoga studio. And I decided a long time ago, I never wanted to own another business where I, where I had a key, right? I had to open it up in the morning or yeah. <laughs> close it, right? I didn't want to, I didn't want to have, you know a key, um, that kind of responsibility. So the idea came to, um, to do events. And so I started thinking, looking for a name and I was searching around and I came across a Sanskrit word, Vikara, V-I-K-A-R-A. And the meaning is change, change of heart, change of mind, um, transformation. And I said, that's it. That's what I want this business to be is basically not only to change a profession, but really a complete kind of change of, of outlook perspective. That's not necessarily chasing money, but building community, creating connections, doing something I really enjoy, creating opportunities for yoga teachers. It all just kind of made sense. So that's the genesis of, uh, of how it all happened. And I had never produced an event in my life. I had no background in it. The first one I did was a three-day event at the Hotel Adeline. That was your first one? You went right first one, yeah. Three-day event. We had, I basically bought out the whole resort. It's 240 rooms, I think. I don't recommend anyone do this, and I haven't done it since because it's a really dumb idea. That's how you learn. (laughs) It it certainly wasn't a financially successful event, but it was fun, and it was interesting, and I learned a lot. Um, but it was funny because people were asking, you know, how many, how long have you been doing this? I said, this is my very first event. So, you know, I don't know. That's just how I go about doing things. I don't recommend that. I'm a big believer in proof of concept, starting small, very low overhead. So if you have any entrepreneurs who are listening to this, I would really be, you know, in, in so many cases, really what my message is a cautionary tale, right? About how not to, <laughs> about how not to do things. 
But although, although, although it could have, I don't know, you were, it sounds like you were open to the possibility and then you learned from it. <laughs> that, that's true. And, you know, and the, the other message that hopefully maybe that probably hopefully overrides all that is the idea of, of pursuing, you know, things you believe in. And really when it takes, there's, it comes to persistence. I don't know what the line is between persistence and mental illness, but I'd probably go right up to the line. Right. So I'm extremely persistent. So for example, so I started that, I think that was February of 2019 when we did that event. Mm -hmm. um, and then I realized, look, you can't just go out and buy out, you know, buy out these hotels and, and, and take all this risk and try to fill it up. So I started doing these weekly events thinking I'll do some weekly events because my dream, and it remains a, a dream at this point, mm -hmm. is to create this Southwest Yoga and Fitness Festival, like a, a week long, yoga, fitness, healthy living, you know, um, nutrition, uh, vegan, uh, spirituality, you know, all of it, this, all this really cool stuff. Um, of course, you know, with COVID, it's all kind of got delayed. So, um, so I've been doing these weekly events since whatever it was 2019. And here's what I'll say, even through COVID and, you know, we were doing these outdoors, we limited to 50 people, I don't know, it was the middle of the summer, the yoga studios were closed, it was 115 degrees. At that time, we were doing them over at the, the Andaz, the Scottsdale Andaz, really beautiful property. And I was out there, you know, staking off the lawn, so every one of the mats would be all distanced. And I've been doing these weekly events ever since. And, you know, my message to your listeners on that would be, you know, why do I do it? Well, momentum right so if you're gonna you have to stay in action so i can't just sit back and say well you know this COVID things that's horrible so i'm just gonna sit back and i'm gonna one day do this big yoga festival but i'll just sit back and think about it right my belief is you have to stay in action you have to keep doing keep doing something and build it because that's how you build it as well to create the following and that's where the gift of persistence comes in as well and belief because when you have those two combined and you keep moving forward with it you will build those those bigger things but the key is you have to keep going with anything you have to keep going right and there's a there's a saying i don't know i think it's a buddhist saying and i don't know if, if without the hand gestures i don't know if this will make sense but basically it's you polish here so i'm using one hand to show polish right and then the shine shows up over here, right? You don't know where the shine's gonna show up. You have to keep polishing. So to your point, yeah, I agree. It's, it's allowed us those weekly events over the course of the past, whatever it is, two and a half years, we now have, I don't know, over 2000 participants, people who've come. I think you mentioned you had come to one of our, um, one of our events. So that's 2000 plus, and I don't know, maybe closer to 2,500 or more people who have attended our events just from showing, and I attribute that just to showing up every week, mm -hmm. right? So we've had our resort partners, the Andaz Scottsdale, the Valley Ho. So part of what I try to do is to find interesting and unique and really beautiful venues is what kind of, you know, separates it. Cause you know, you can do yoga in the park, which is great. It's fantastic. And, and uh, um, but if you're going to do it a pay, a paid event where people are going to actually, you know, purchase a ticket, you have to elevate the experience. 
So where they walk up to the Valley Ho on the eighth floor and they see the skyline rooftop, and most people have never been up there. I'm like, wow, you've got 360 degree views of the, the whole valley up here. It's like the tallest place in Scottsdale. Yep. Um, so we keep trying. You offer a quality experience. Yeah, quality experience. I still think a very, affordable, a very affordable price. I think our ticket price, I've held it at $25 the whole time. And really by the time you pick up a couple of suja juices and a life aid and, and, uh, and maybe even win, you know, a Lululemon gift card or whatever, you know, some people wind up, you know, it's actually a, <laughs> you wind up making more than the $25 would have been, right? Cool. Um, so by time even just the experience, because the experience that it provides Again, it, it goes, it's a lovely mirror to the intent of what you intend to provide people and the tent, intent and the purpose of your company itself in the change and transformation, because we know how much yoga and being immersing yourself in that wellness world can, has the potential to change your mind and change your life and transform you. Right. So when people can understand that on a deeper level and they feel like you feel good leaving those type of events. Right. Um, so that adds to the building as well and the wanting wanting to be there. Yeah. The feedback has always been very, very good. So we have, you know, we make sure we've got our DJ. Shout out to Tommy Roberts. He's been our DJ for I don't know, a long time. He's got very good quality equipment that he brings. So it's consistent. Right. So that the music, sometimes you go to things, the music's not right or the sound is distorted. Yeah. And I think it's really important. Right. So my number one priority is always the participant experience, which is basically more traditionally known as the customer experience. I refer to our customers as participants because everything we do is very participatory, mm -hmm. right? You're actually part of and contributing to the experience. So if you've got, let's say last, uh, whatever it was, a couple Saturdays ago at the rooftop, we had 85 people on a Saturday morning on the rooftop. Well, every one of those individuals contributed. Mm -hmm by their presence, by their movement, by their action, by their energy. Totally. Right? And then you take that together, that was 85 people, and then the DJ, and then an amazing teacher, and a venue, and a blue sky, and there's something about outdoor yoga and fitness that I just love. So laying in Savasana and looking up and seeing the clouds roll by, you know. can't beat it. And it's also very grounding because nature is grounding. Nature brings us back to that spiritual component of seeing past ourselves. Um, so that also adds, it adds to the experience just in itself of being outside of the, the norm and, or bringing grounding back in. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a great way to, great way to explain it. And so it's another really, nature is another really important element Right. So we bring, we incorporate mother nature yeah. into it. Sometimes, you know, it can be really hot, a little bit uncomfortable here in Phoenix. So even if we're doing a Saturday morning, you know, it can get pretty warm. Um, Although part of the to debate that point, because how many I feel like there's a lot of uh, Arizonians that seek out hot yoga. So well, that, <laughs> that's 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 true. The, you know, the outdoors, the sun element is, is the, a little bit different when the sun's hitting you. Um, but yeah, you go into a lot of yoga studios and they're 100 and I don't know what they are. A person, I think they're all competing to see who can be the hottest. I don't, I don't have no scientific evidence of that, but. <laughs> Carry that name. <laughs> I think it just keeps getting hotter. You're right. They're like, okay, hold on. We're going to be the hottest. So some of them to me are, 
you know, are really are great, but it's really, really hot. But, you know, I, I kind of decided, and I don't know, it just kind of, it just happened because I've had a lot of venues approach me that are, would be kind of cool, but they're indoors. Mm -hmm. I just decided we're kind of an outdoor company. Love because, it. And one of the reasons for a lot of things that, that I do is just because it's what I like. Mm -hmm. And I just hope that other people will feel that will feel the same. And that speaks to authenticity, because when we're creating anything, um, the most magnetic version is going to be what's authentic to ourselves and unapologetically to ourselves. So when we can bring that into our creation, um, that's that's very magnetic and speaks for itself. Yeah, so that's why well, that's that's a better way of phrasing it than I'm just you know selfishly trying to do things that I want to do. I, I appreciate that. And I do think I, I do agree with you. Um, that beyond just, you know, what would I like and, you know, what would others like, but yeah, that authenticity of this, it's just what I enjoy. So I'm going to create better events if they're things that I enjoy. Totally. Then trying to change it to where, okay, well, we're going to do this event, you know, in an art gallery or whatever. And who knows, we may wind up three months from now doing an event in an art gallery. I don't know. But so Never far it's been you know, this outdoor element. And, you know, sometimes you get rained out. Sometimes you get, you know, you, now you're dealing with, you know, the elements. It's another, you know, kind of an unknown, mm -hmm. but it's helped me in terms of, you know, yoga being a practice of acceptance and learning to be uncomfortable and learning to accept uncertainty and, uh, and all these other things. You know, that's helpful to wake up one morning and, you know, it's pouring down rain. I don't love it. Be like, okay. Living the practice off your mat and just accepting yeah. whatever the present moment throws at you and still being present with it. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, we had some rain, thank goodness. And I look out and uh, I had to, you know, let everyone know it's canceled. And I looked out my window and I saw the trees. I thought, what a great deal for all these trees. They're getting all this rain, right? So I, you know, it's change of perspective. I'm disappointed too. Okay, well, the trees are loving it. The birds are happy, you know, everyone's, you yeah. know, anyways. Um, but yeah, and also back to it, it's when we can put, when we can bring in our intent with it and those little like details, right? Because at, at the bottom, the bottom line is those are little details that add to the experience, right. but the energy is different when it's in alignment with like who we are and our energy. So then it contributes to the entire energy of the experience as well. And the energy that we're giving to the participants too. And people can, can feel that. Yeah. Well, I, I think so. I think that's, that's true. And one of the reasons that people continue to, to show up and, and enjoy our events because they know that it's going to, you know, there's our tagline is, I guess that's what you would refer to it as basically yoga, fitness, and then fun, capitalized, F-U-N. And that was a really important when I started this, that it'd be fun, right? Where there's, there's a, you know, a lightness to it. So, you know, the practices for when I have yoga teachers and, and one of the, you know, the joys of this is getting to really know all these really amazing yoga teachers. The unfortunate thing is I don't have more events because there's so many great teachers in town. Yeah. Right, that I'd love to be able to create even more opportunities. But we've been, I'm looking at my list here because we're getting ready to talk about it in a little bit. We're going to start a new series in October, 
I've got this long list of teachers. I think, oh my God, they're so amazing. I wish I had, you know, uh, 50 dates. Um, Room for all. But we've, you know, we've really got a good uh, um, group of teachers. I think I got sidetracked there with my. <laughs> they are, they are awesome. All of them are awesome. Oh yeah, we're, oh, yeah, we're talking about fun, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you know having the teachers that um, really have this sense of, uh, you know, they love what they do. They're very good at it. And then our, our events, you know, no, the classes are challenging because I also decided you know, that first yoga class I took was a level three class. It wasn't yoga works, but if people may not be familiar with that, but anyway, it's the most, it's like the, one of the more challenging. It was classes. the advanced class. Yeah. Right. It's no a beginner. It's like, was, is no, but the advantage of that was I went in, I couldn't do half of it. But it, a couple things. And when I finished, I stayed, right? I completed it. I did get something out of it. And I've never been intimidated walking into another yoga class, right? Because her name was Andrea Markham. Anyone is familiar. Andrea Markham's you know, level three class is about as difficult as it gets. So one of the reasons that when our events are challenging and we don't create it for when I say, you know, the beginner the first time, we welcome beginners and we get a lot of people. It's the very first yoga class. And there are lots of things they can adjust or, uh, um, you know, change to, to, to make it more, um, more doable for them. Accessible. Accessible. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. But, you know, for people that go to yoga frequently, we want to be able to come to our events and be challenged. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's part of it. It is still a physical practice. And the beauty of it, even if you are a beginner, it's going to make you uncomfortable but it's gonna make you challenge your mind frame and see the, the possibilities that's available to you. Because if you continue to go into the yoga journey, why wouldn't you be able to do some of those moves? Right. So Would have a challenge in both ways. Exactly. So that's kind of my, my thing. And again, back to something that I would wanna do. I don't wanna go to a class where, um, where it's not you know, challenging. Cause we'll have, there'll be things that are going on you know, 10 years into this, and I know this isn't a very yoga-like thing to say, but I, I do wonder why I'm not better. Don't judge yourself. <laughs> I'm like, I said, I've been doing this for 10 years. I really should be better, I think. Um, maybe maybe if you stop judging it, you'd be surprised at what you'd find. That could, that could be. I'm sure there's some that that you know, way of looking at it is not the correct way to look at it. But it, sometimes I do. I, I, I have this kind of thought in my like, why, why am I not better at this? But I keep showing up. And so, in fact, I'll share that when uh, someone, they come and say, you know, this is my first yoga class. I said, fantastic. I said, listen, there's some things you may not be able to do, if you, it, it, but stay, enjoy it, and, you know, take what you can mm-hmm. and uh, realize there are some things that are probably, that she's going to, you know, talk about that I won't be able to do. And I've been doing this 10 years. So, listen, everyone's, everyone's different. There's no judgment. Everybody is different. Literally everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about, would you, have you ever thought of introducing like a yin event uh, specific to like just one event doing yin to try it out? I'm just curious. I did actually. Yeah, that's a great question. We did one at the Hotel Adeline okay. um, with Mary Bruce, who's a very well-known yoga teacher here in town. It's really cool. And we did a candlelight yin class with the little you know, electric candles, little battery powered candles. And uh, it was really, really nice. 
I really enjoyed it. And then with our, we're doing a big retreat, which I'll talk about in November, and we'll have some, you know, candlelight yin classes there. We don't do a lot of it, just it's not really my thing. Yeah. Or at least I think it isn't. And then I and then I took her class. I thought it was fantastic. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, I'm going to write that down here because that's something for me to think about. Yeah. And I've heard it say, and I've even seen it in my own yoga practice, that you can go through phases. And that's the beauty of the yoga world and that there is so many different types of yoga because you might be in a phase of your life where like, yeah, I really need this type of yoga and it's going to get you introduced to yoga. And then that might change as you go on with the journey and you might enter a phase where, oh, now I need a little bit more of this type of yoga. And then you could go back to needing the other types. So it's, it's a wonderful thing that there's so much variety in what it offers. Um, And it goes back to being like in tune again, yoga is a lot about the individual practice and bringing it back to the inward focus. So the ability to know, oh, okay, right now I need to go try something else. And then that other, the other types of practice are always there too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. With your, I wanted to ask when, with your first yoga class, um, tell me a little bit about like the process as far as your, how you saw your mind and your mindset start to change um, throughout your first couple of years with yoga? Well, as I mentioned earlier, it's been a, a really integral part of my recovery, mm-hmm. right? So if you go back 10 years ago, and anyone who's is familiar with the process of getting sober is an interesting process, but you're literally, you know, your mind is not clear right? It takes some time for that, that fog to settle. So for me, going to yoga, you know, the process of learning to breathe, to connect breath with movement. And when you're in a, you know, a 12-step program recovery, there's actually a step that's dedicated to prayer and meditation. So it's basically thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. That's the 11th step. So for me, yoga early on became an 11th step activity, right? It became a moving meditation. That's the way I looked at it. And yoga being definition being union with the divine. So it really fit well. And I encourage people that are in recovery or thinking about going in recovery or sober curious to consider using, you know, incorporating a yoga practice because now the breath, connecting breath to movement, but also that idea of connecting to a higher power, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, yeah. When we, sorry to interrupt. Did you want to? No, no. Please, go ahead. <laughs> uh, thank you. The whole idea with spirituality is being able to lean into a trust that's above and beyond ourselves, And when we can have that space, instead of trying to force or control or thinking it relies all on our shoulders. When we have that spiritual space of being able to just surrender and lay things down and give it over to a spiritual power and or trust and almost be held, it takes a lot of that burden off and you can literally breathe a lot easier. Um, And the breath movement, it's very calming. We know that I think this goes above and beyond even um, addiction or anyone dealing with addiction, but anyone dealing with anxiety or depression or any type of strong emotions, 
when you're mm-hmm. out of your body, you're in your mind and you're, you have those spirals and it's all foggy coming back to your breath is a way to bring you back into your body and calm all of that stuff down. So yeah, to- for sure. And there's all these books out now that I haven't read, but I want to around breath mm-hmm. and the science of breath. And one of the things I have just from following it a little bit is this idea of basically um, breathing through your nose, right? Because you raise your CO2 levels, which I thought, you know, was counterintuitive. You don't want higher CO2 levels. And I don't want to get, I'm not a scientist at all. I'm just saying there's apparently there's a lot of science to that, that it does in terms of anxiety and everything else calming. There are all these benefits. And then I connected it with yoga. They knew thousands of years ago in a, pranayama where you know this and uh ujjayi breath mm-hmm. and yeah and, yep. and now the science is really showing that that that's correct there's there's you know science behind it yeah so it's really really interesting that's something i'm just kind of learning but back at the time you know when i originally started into this it was very much a spiritual practice and still is so when i go to my mat generally my intention is in fact I was um, at a studio the other day and she asked us to come up with um, kind of two, I don't know, a mantra, two I am statements. I am, and then the second was, I am something positive about yourself. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was just like, like mine was, I am here. So I'm, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling God, okay, I'm gonna be the next hour I'm here on this mat for you, right? I am here. And then in my, you know, my positive statement was I am trying. And it's just that for me, it was that simple in that moment, right? I'm here and I'm trying the best I can, right? I'm going to do the best I can for the next hour to be present, to do these asanas to the best of my ability. What do you know, whatever that, that is. And, and um, so those, you know, those are the little, you know, nuggets you pick up. If you go to yoga, that was just an instructor that, that presented that information and the whole day and week. And I know even right now to this, this moment, there are times when I'm feeling overwhelmed or whatever, and I'll, I'll stop and I'll repeat it. I'm here. I'm here now. Get present, breathe. And, uh, and then give you know, give myself some benefit or uh, cut myself some slack. Right. So I'm trying some grace. Yeah. Grace, grace is a great word, right? That's the word I was looking, right? Some grace. I'm trying, right? Yep. Doing it. And I love that she said that because yoga is a great practice to bring yourself back into self-love and self-acceptance. Um, whatever that looks for looks like for you, and it can be different on different days, but it's a place of coming back to loving the self, whatever that looks like in that moment and reminding yourself, oh yeah, you are loved, which is a huge part of, for anything, for anybody. And also I think getting sober is being given that reminder of cutting yourself grace and also that you are loved. Like I love myself. I don't need anything from the outside world. I have it all right here inside of me connected. Yeah. Well, grace is an interesting word. It's a great word. You know, as it, as, as it relates as it relates to recovery, you know, my definition of it is really like an undeserved gift, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't have to necessarily do anything for it. It's a gift, and that's how I look at my recovery, my sobriety, and that's and when you get this this gift, um, 
then you're able to shift into a, a sense of gratitude. Yeah. 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 Which, which is really, which is really important. So, yeah. and uh, there's another yoga teacher just, you know, again, you hear so much good stuff, you know, and I understand the physical practice. It's cool at that. So if you want to go and just get a great sweat on and work out, you know, that's fantastic too. I'm not, you know, here to pontificate about anything. Like it needs to be a spiritual practice for me. That's what it is for a lot of people. It's, it's more, um, just physical fitness and health and wellness and everything else. It could be so many different things. It's all good. Totally. Uh, but that, you know, shifting your perspective um, to gratitude, you know, how you look at things is going to change those things. Right. Yes. Yep. Totally. Cause it's all, all internally, all our perspectives. So bringing gratitude in everything you do. Well, and then, then you're able to give more as well. When you're right. in a state of gratitude, you have a lot more to give to in a state of gratitude. Right. Yeah. How else have you seen the benefits of yoga impact your life? Well, like I said, as part of my recovery, I attribute it to part of the reason, you know, 10 plus years now, you know, I haven't had to pick up, you know, a drink or a drug. I've been able to to live life on God's terms comfortably for the most part. So that's, um, that's a big piece. So I do think there are some, you know, physical uh, advantages. And I was saying just the other day, I was down, I was lifting weights, which I don't do as much as I used to. I still enjoy it, but it just, I don't know. I, I do yoga and so many other things. But as I was doing, I thought, you know, I'm so grateful because at my age, I was doing some things I thought, I believe my yoga practice has strengthened my spine, you know, and that's just talking about flexibility, but, you know, my ability to move. Mm -hmm. I just feel like if I look back over the past 10 years, if I had not had a yoga practice, I don't think I'd be nearly as healthy. And I think it also translates into a lot of other things, you know, in terms of whether, and I have, I have no science background again, so I don't want to, but in terms of whether your immune system or just kind of your overall health of your organs, I don't know. There's something about, I think, the twisting. I don't know exactly why it is or how it works. But for me, I, I think it's been really, really helpful. And to give you an idea, I went back uh, to my hometown a few years ago, actually for my dad's funeral. And so all my high school buddies were there. And one is my very best friend from high school is an orthopedic surgeon. And he was getting ready to have to stop practicing. He had so much back pain because he played high school football um, wrestled in college. So, you know, we played all these sports and he looked at me, and said, wow, you look, you look really good. <laughs> so what, do you, what's the deal? And I said, I, I do this yoga. And he started going every day. He was just out here for a conference and staying down here at the Phoenician. I went and met him. So we went to yoga together. We grew up, you know, in grade school, we would ride around our neighborhood together. So I biked over there and he took a bike from the Phoenicians. The two of us biked over to yoga which I thought was just so cool. It took it back however many years. I don't want to date myself. There's a lot of years ago. Here we are, these, you know, going to yoga. And since he started going to yoga every day, it's just changed his life. He's able to operate it. It's literally been changed. Wow. It's a complete game changer for him. Yeah. He hadn't been doing yoga before. Never been to a yoga class. Okay. And because, and I, I attribute part of it to his, our basic competitive natures, because we were always right competing, right? And football and everything else. He said, all right, well, hold on. If Jim can do it, 
and it seems to be working <laughs> for him. That's how you hooked him into it. That's how I did it. I know how he operates. So I got to create, you know, a little, like this is a challenge, right? It's a, a competition. Yeah. And he wound up doing hot yoga going every day. Um, and it's been a complete game changer for him. But so we had so much fun. We went to get practice yoga together. And I lately thought, who would have thought, you know, from playing high school football, here we are. Yeah. A couple of yogis. Where, where it led you. And it, it does, it changes, it changes everything. It changes your body. Um, it realigns things. I've heard twisting being described as a way to detox. So detox the body and the mind. And it gives, when you're twisting, you're compressing. So then when you release, you have more space, more length through your spine. So you, you literally grow a little bit taller. Well, I'd like to think that I've gained like two or three inches, but yeah, well, yeah, you have I, more I, space in your spine. I'll tell you what. Yeah. If, if yogi could actually get taller, there, there would really be a run on. on <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. But to your question, you know, how, what impact has it had? Or I think it was something like that. Yeah. Sometimes you, you, we can't see the change. So it takes others. Mm-hmm. So in that case, my friend Tom, a few years ago, he saw a completely different person. I didn't feel, I mean, I felt better. I felt healthy. Obviously, I was sober and all that. But he saw a change that was so attractive that he actually started, you know, this, this yoga practice. So, so I'm convinced that over the course of 10 years, the bending, the twisting, the breathing, you know, everything about it, um, that I am a much healthier person today and have a foundation for the next 10, 20, 30, whatever, however many years I'm going to be around. Because, you know, part of this, I watched my dad who did not exercise, did not eat well, and through good genetics, you know, made it to 90 years old, but his quality of life in his late eighties was horrible. Right. I mean, just, it just wasn't good. It's back and forth to doctors and not, you know, not being mobile just, and, uh, so I believe, you know, we'll see, who knows? I don't know how things are going to turn out, but at least it's something that, um, that I can do to improve my odds that when I'm in my seventies and eighties, that I'll have, you know, a productive, you know, healthy, happy life. Yep. And everything it's, per- it's preventative. It's a way, cause there's not much we can control, but there is some things that we can control as far as like how we live our life and our habits. So taking those preventative measures and yoga is a great way to take care of yourself in all the realms, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So it kind of hits all of them. And then when you're aligned, that has a huge benefit in your life and even long-term like Yoga is gentle. You're not lifting weights. You're not jumping around on a mat. You're not compressing into your joints. You're still building strength around your joints to protect them. Um, you're building resilience and flexibility. So it's something that you can do for a long, long time without doing damage to your body. Well, for sure. Cause really it's, if you talk about, you know, the big thing, I know functional training the idea is functional is like, what do you what are the things you need in real life, the kind of mobility to move, mm-hmm. right? And when you're, whatever that looks like at 80 years old is being able to, you know, pick up a bag of groceries and, you know, walk up a flight of steps that might, you know, 
as like an accomplishment when you're 95 years old. Yeah. Well, you don't necessarily need to be, you know, running marathons and it may be counterproductive. Nothing again, you know, for the marathon runners, it's great. I, but I do think this low impact yoga idea, you know, there's, I heard this from a, a yoga teacher that I really respect because we talk about, you know, in our culture, everything is working hard, you know, working out hard. Mm-hmm. And I had a spiritual teacher of mine who talked about, said, David, do you really want to work hard? He said, well, you know, working soft, you know, we're, and this, you mentioned earlier, kind of this idea of before we, before we came on, the idea of being in a flow, connected, right? Doesn't mean we're not making an effort or, you know, some exertion, but not doing things hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got like, um, I think I've, more and more as I've gotten a little bit older, I've seen the value in that. I don't have to work out hard all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually okay to be kind to your body and listen to what you need in the moment. And if you need to rest in Shavasana or child's pose or not take that revolved warrior three and just stay in a warrior three, um, you have that option. So it is a great place to to stay attuned. And that makes me think of something. I took one of Anton's classes yesterday and I've heard work, don't work hard, work smarter. Right. So sometimes working smarter means that, you know, you need a break. So you go chill out because you're going to have more space and more creativity. Once you've taken that, that mental break and given your body the break, and then you have more to get when you come back. But he also said, don't work hard work through the hard moments. So I thought yeah, that was- I love funny. that. Well, he's fantastic. Yes. He That's really, you know, it all kind of ties to what we're talking about here, you know, working hard, work through, yeah, the hard moments, but, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to just crash through everything. Mm-hmm. You can stop, take a breath. In fact, with my, my son, this is a boat analogy, which may not, many people may not relate to, but he's, and I said, you know, in boating life, a lot of times the, just put it in neutral, right? The wind, if you got wind and current and you're not quite sure what's going on and there are other boats all around and you just put it in neutral, right? Just take a breath, assess the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then move forward versus, you know, I feel like a lot of times people think they just got to be in constant action. And, um, and again, yoga is a great, great practice for that to take, to um, little interruption. <laughs> yeah, I am so sorry. That's okay. It happens. Um, that I don't know what happened. <laughs> Let me try to get. Are you? Are we still okay. together here? Yes. Yep. We're still, and we're still. Yep. We're still good. Okay, well, I lost the video, but that's 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 okay. Okay, yeah, I can still see you and okay. hear you. I can still hear you. All right, well, I can hear you. Okay, so, all right, cool. We'll... Yeah, it's that's the flow state, right? Just go back to neutral. Notice when you're forcing or trying to control things um, and just go zen out and get back to yourself. And yoga is a great, great platform to provide that 
that connection back to yourself and moving back into flow state and intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Intuition is a great, great word. (laughs) Connecting with intuition. Right. What about any, have you had like any unexpected surprises or benefits that yoga has brought you? Hmm. Well, I'm surprised that I've continued to do it this long. Yeah. We talked about earlier, kind of marathon running. I tend to be in life more of a sprinter, you know, than a real marathon person. So I can't, you know, I, I tend to, uh, I don't know, get distracted, bored, you know, ADHD or whatever that is. And it's one of the surprising things is that I continue to enjoy it so much and to show up. In fact, I went this morning. In fact, I literally rolled out of bed because I was I was not planning on going this earlier class. Um, but I'm like, you know, I might as well just go ahead and go. My eyes are open. If I really get moving, I can make it. And I rolled in and uh, <laughs> I came running in. I said, I made it. And uh, we both laughed and said, isn't that really, they say 90% of life is showing up. And really totally. the most difficult part of yoga is is just getting there. <laughs> so I'm surprised that to the, you know, even at this point in the game that I wake up, open my eyes, look at the clock and it occurs to me that, you know, if I get going right away and grab my yoga bag and hop on my bike, I can be at the yoga studio probably less than 15 minutes and make that class and, and actually do it yeah. consistently. I find that's very surprising because I'm not the most disciplined person in the world at all <laughs> really not so i've so that must i i don't know how do you attribute that to i attribute you know a higher power some you know god direction but also um just showing up so many times it becomes a habit yeah that's yep the habit and i like to i'd like to add add on to that i think when you start to feel better and you notice the things that are helping you feel better um, in your life, in your body, then it, it almost, it becomes easier to jump over the hump and make it part of your schedule because you know how good you're going to feel afterwards. Yeah, that, I, I agree. I think you're exactly right. There's Because, you know, never have I walked out of a yoga class and thought, you know, I wish I hadn't done that. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Never. Yeah. <laughs> never said that either. Ever. Yeah, so, oh, I wish I would have just, you know, slept another hour or whatever it is. So, yeah, I guess that's been internalized, you know, over time to where I, I have some, you know, some really deep understanding that I am going to feel, feel better. Yep. So I'm going to do it now. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to internalize that, that same outlook when it comes to food. Right? Well, that's, that's why we do yoga. <laughs> so that's a whole another can of worms. Um, I've gotten better and overall I, you know, pretty good. Yeah. But what have you, cause you pair up with suja juices. Have you ever thought, or have you paired up with any other, um, like food or healthy food, um, providers throughout the Valley with your events or do you, have you thought of bringing that in? Yeah, we've got, you know, different snack brands will, you know, send us products. Speaking of food, this is a funny aside to that. So they'll send me these boxes of these, you know, protein bars or whatever it is. 
Uh-huh. And that's a problem in itself because now I got, you know, 200 chocolate peanut butter protein bars. Some of them are pretty healthy. Some of them have a nutritional profile of a Snickers bar, really, if you look at it. Yeah. So, and then I got all these things sitting around. So right now I don't. That's one of the reasons that I, that I haven't done as much of that. But yeah, a lot of the snack brands will, you know, send us things. I probably should do more in terms of, you know, kind of a broader question of sponsorship. The challenge has been, you know, through this COVID environment, no one wants to sponsor live events. So for example, we did an event pre-COVID at ASU and we had Bumble, um, the, the, the health center down there. I'm trying to think of other two or three other brands. I mean, people were literally, you know, kind of coming out of the woodwork because they also want to be on college campuses. So that's a whole different business that we explored. I think that's where the most money is, but that's really not where, you know, my heart is. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I just like doing these events up here in Scottsdale um, rather than like traveling around, you know, to college campuses. It just kind of isn't my thing. But yeah. So right now, you know, there, that's one of the challenges with the live events business mm-hmm. is um, there's very little sponsorship money. Okay. Um, now we do have, uh, for instance, with our you know yoga retreat, we've got a big Saturday night. And we're going to do this dinner under the stars with Salt Rising. And if you if you're on yoga Instagram, if you follow any you know big you know yoga influencers, you'll see Saul Rising, S O L Rising. Yeah. You'll hear his music behind almost all of them. It's fantastic. Just so happens he lives here locally, so he's going to come out on November 13th. We're going to do a dinner under the stars. He's going to DJ the yoga class prior to that with Robin Martin. I'm, I'm, making a plug for the yoga retreat here, I guess. Love it. That's amazing. Um, Do it. So that's November 11th to the 13th out at the Wigwam in Litchfield Park. It's a beautiful property. So, um, so Rise will be there. So we do actually have a sponsor for that. And this is where it's kind of ironic. It's actually uh, Grey Goose Essences. Okay. And, you know, I was not really looking for an alcohol brand. Not that, you know, listen, a lot of people drink responsibly, drink in moderation. It's fantastic. It's not me to judge. It's great. I just, it wasn't at the top of my list to go out and find an alcohol brand. Because honestly, I didn't, I didn't see where, you know, it was a good alignment. Well, then I come across a yoga class that was, that they had put on and I got talking to them in Grey Goose Essences. It's a new lower ABV, which is alcohol by volume. So it's lower alcohol. It's um, fresh fruit, cold press, um, botanicals, low calorie. And as I started talking to them and learning more about it, what really sold me was they started about mindful drinking. This trend that was actually started in the UK of mindful drinking, lower alcohol or even no alcohol content, adult beverages, mm-hmm. where you can have a drink or two um, and not have that alcohol content, feel better in the morning. And as they kind of described it, and I saw the branding and everything on it, I said, this is actually aligns with what we're doing. You know, I won't be personally, you know, sampling it, but that's fine. But a lot of people will enjoy it. A lot of people do. I mean, there's yoga and wine all the time. Yeah, for sure. And it's, and it's, it's great. So I had to kind of get past this idea that, well, you know, that, you know, an alcohol brand doesn't fit. And as I had an open mind, which again, you could argue yoga, open your heart, open mind, 
um, and I started to listen to him, like, you know, mindful drinking, you know, a, a really, you know, healthy, you know, ingredients and all everything that went into it. Mm-hmm. So we do have that sponsorship. So slowly some sponsors might, you know, be coming back in. But in the meantime, uh, we have Suja, Life Aid. There's a drink called Poppy, P-O-P-P-I. They've been fantastic. And they're really delicious. People love them. And uh, it has, I'm trying to, I don't have the really right terminology for it, but, you know, kind of your digestive health. I don't know what's... Um, Probiotics. Thank you. That's the, word, that's the word I was looking for. I couldn't come like up. Like kombucha? Is it like Pro- kombucha? It's, right. it's not kombucha, but it is a okay. probiotic. Okay. So it's a sparkling drink and um, and they're delicious. So we've got those. And I'm, I'm glad actually you, you mentioned this because I probably need to, since we have our, our Wellness Wednesdays coming up in October, I need to reach out to some more snack brands and some beverages and kind of line that up. But Love yeah, it. the Suja Juice has been with us from the beginning. They're fantastic. They always bring product, and and uh, and people really enjoy that. Yeah, uh, Life Aid, Poppy, snacks, um, and that's just one more element. That if you're at one of our events, I get a protein bar, something healthy, a Suja Juice. Mm-hmm. You know, just one more thing that's kind of adds to the to the experience. Mm-hmm. And I love it that you choose what's aligned with it. Because again, energy is everything. Um, so it adds, it, again, it adds to the energy of the experience. Uh, and talking a little bit about that, the retreat coming up, I was actually just looking at it yesterday because I love Soul Rising. They're one of my, they're one of my favorite, favorite artists. Um, and to share a little bit personally about me, I went through a separation, now divorcing. I started about three years ago. And yoga has been like my rock through a lot of it. Um, It's helped me through a lot of it, but so has soul rising. Um, I've listened to so many of their songs because they're, they're so like heartfelt and you can really feel emotion through it and just like ride the wave. Right. Um, So yeah, I'm definitely, I might be trying to make it to the whole weekend. I actually have 300 hour training coming up and I think it might fall in the same weekend. But I definitely want to be at the dinner because that'll be a, a yeah, moment. it's really going to be cool. So we'll see. I don't know how many local tickets I'm going to have, if any, um, because obviously, you know, our partnership with the Wigwam, we've got 150 rooms in our block. It's a lot of rooms. Mm-hmm. And I think the dinner will accommodate maybe 200 max. So we'll just have to see how many out of town people we have. And maybe, maybe the last minute, there might be some opportunity okay. for some local tickets, but it's going to be, you know, really pretty amazing. Yeah. And that musical element is really important, but yeah. So any, any sponsorships, anything around the event is first of all, like, you know, does it enhance the participant experience? Mm-hmm. And then to, to your point, you know, does it align mm-hmm. with the brand? So we have friends, I know some energy drinks, you know, reached out to me. And again, without judgment, you know, if you're drinking six Red Bulls a day or whatever, okay, it's not. If it works for you, it works for you. <laughs> but, you know, I don't personally like it. And again, it's like, uh, I, I don't think, you know, for me, you know, a lot of these energy drinks, you know, just don't make sense just from a health perspective. So, you know, but I've had to say no, and it's kind of challenging because they're, you know, they're the ones with the money. Right, Red Bull and all of mine, they've got basically huge marketing budgets. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to make those choices, right? That are, you know, economically, you know, 
not the best, but you know, align with with what you what you are trying to do. So you just have to say say no. And so for anyone listening, you know, that's starting a business, it's really really important to be able to say no, whether it's whatever it is around your business to a customer, to you know, to 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 whatever it is. If it if it doesn't align or feel right or whatever, you know, you know, in your gut, you're like you know, these short-term effects. Someone told me one time, and I just love this, he goes, you know, the, sh- the quickest way to the back of the line is a shortcut. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, okay, well, this money looks great, but is it really what, what we want to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something as an entrepreneur that's tough when you're growing a business because no one wants to turn down revenue. Sometimes you have to. Yeah, a hard decision. It sounds like, too, knowing your morals and values that you want to bring into the branding and into your company. Cause when you're operating from that platform, then a lot of the choices become a little bit easier um, because it's like, it's looking at, does this align with what I stand for and what my company stands for um, and the morals and values of the company. And then it's a little bit more cut and dry as far as no, it doesn't align. So that becomes a little bit easier. And I've heard, I listen a lot to Lacey Phillips Um, She has a podcast. She's big into like neuroscience and manifestation Mm -hmm. and facing shadow work. But she says that no is the most magnetic word you can say. And we know that when one door closes and you step into your authenticity and what works for you and aligns with you, then the other doors open and you draw it towards you just by that magnetic no. Yeah, interesting. No, I I agree with that. No. And then also, and then being willing to say yes. So for instance, like on, you know, Grey Goose Essences, originally, you know, any alcohol brand was a no. And then as I, I heard them out and I heard more about it. And then I realized, okay, we're doing dinner under the stars. People are going to be drinking, of course. So, you know, so from, you know, my personal kind of feelings on that, of course, we want people to drink and have a good time. Yeah. So sure it fits. It fits really well. It's actually an event where alcohol is is part of, you know, the dinner. So obviously we won't be doing, you know, great goose shots all weekend. But for that, you know, piece of it, it's a perfect fit. So being able to say no and understand when to say no, and also being understanding when to say yes. And look at it in a different light. Maybe change your perspective. Yeah, perspective to where, you know, we're able so those are, yeah, those are really, and not always easy. Yes. But I feel like the more you do it, because again, it's like creating anything, then it's the fine tuning. Um, and those are probably things that you learn in the, in the process and it becomes easier um, to do so the more you do it, the more comfortable you become with it. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you have any like podcasts or books that you would recommend um, for entrepreneurs, for people that are dealing with um, recovery, for people that are curious about expanding into yoga? You know, I'm, I'm really not the best person to ask. I used to have this huge library of spiritual books and self-help books. And I mean, it was quite a collection. And when I moved back here, I actually took them all over to a, a sober living house and donated all of them because I, I feel like I was just so caught up and it's maybe something I need to look at, you know, to be more open-minded because I know there's so many great resources. Um, 
but I had to take to step kind of back because I was just so, you know, I, I thought that I could, you know, just read myself into, you know, understanding a lot of these things. And, and really at this point, um, so this, this is embarrassing. I actually, actually, the last podcast I listened to while I was working out yesterday was a recap of Bachelor Paradise. So that's in, this very embarrassing thing to admit that I, first of all, that I watched that dumb show. We, we all have moments podcast relax. To, to explain it. But I found it just completely entertaining and it just took, you know, it was just mindless entertainment. But, mm-hmm. um, but that's good. I know there's so many great, of course, now I found your podcast. So yes. I'll be listening to that. There's quite um, a few episodes on there. They're all great. And I know Donnie Starkins has a cool podcast. I've listened to a few comeback stories. Yeah. Just because I love comeback stories. I love recovery stories. I love second chance stories. I love people, you know, down and out. And, you know, stories of people now, people are doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, so yeah. living um, the life, living their life, right? Yeah. So I, so I do enjoy that. Um, enjoy Don, and Donnie's fantastic. So I'd recommend, you know, Donnie Starkins on his comeback stories. And I wish I had some better, some better ideas or references for you. But you know what, though? I love it because it sounds like you were self-aware of I might be going a little bit too far with this. And now it's time for me to actually just go be and live and not be so absorbed and obsessed with um, continuing the, the reading and the, like, just go be and live it. Yeah, I just go do try to live it. And a lot of, you know, so much self-help stuff today. And it's all good as, you know, really about, you know, success, you know, how to make money. And um, I just don't have a lot of interest. And, you know, I mean, I don't own a car, right? Which, which I'm beginning to think is maybe I've taken a little too far. We can walk everywhere and and, and I pretty much do. I bike or walk, and I don't know. So you know, I've I've just simplified to to the point where you know when I hear people talking about you know it's you know this is the way to you know be successful or make money and all that. You know, I think it's great. I think everyone should make a lot of money at some point for the if nothing else to realize that it's really not that important, right? But until you've done it, you just you don't really understand that. Yeah. So I've got friends, you know, if I had $20 million, you know, it's really other than you, I guess you could have a fancy place to, you know, to hang out and watch TV or a fancier refrigerator, but 80% of your day is kind of this, is kind of the same. And that's not like what, again, looking at what brings value to life. We might think those things bring value to life, but it's, it's really the other, the more inner pieces and being connected as well. Yeah, for sure. And I understand, you know, you know, financial security and the, the things, and the, you know, for, if you get sick, it's, it's a great idea, you know, to have, you know, some resources and, and, and there's all kinds of different examples, but I'm saying this term is kind of my primary motivator today is a lot less about, I try to put a lot less want out into the universe, right. And a lot more, what can I give and a lot more accepting and gratitude for what I have? Because um, otherwise if you can spend a lot of time and burn up a lot of energy chasing whatever it is that you don't have and completely lose, 
track of uh, how fortunate you are for the things you do have. Very true. Very true. So, yeah. So I did want to mention, if I could, our series that's coming up. Please, please do. And where we can find it as well. Yeah. So, you know, I am, you know, a salesman from when I first got out of school. So that doesn't just go away. Nope. I always <laughs> ask on all my podcasts anyways. And yes, let's please share Share the wealth. of you the got, Yeah. So, so we have, fortunately, the Scottsdale Fashion Square reached out to me last week and asked us to bring Wellness Wednesdays back. And uh, so here, I'll give you a little backstory on, on that. Um, I live just across the street from the Fashion Square. So during the, when everything was locked down, I would go over there and it was literally, you know, like the apocalypse. I mean, there's, it was deserted. Yeah. There was nobody there. So I would run through the parking garage, up the ramps. There's no cars. It was literally just me. And I'd go up and down the stairs, you know, running the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I would jump rope. And I was up on the top deck of the purple parking garage, which is just west of Toka Madeira, directly north of Dillard's. So it could be a kind of a reference. People are familiar with that area. It's over in their new luxury wing where they built the Nobu and all that stuff. And I was up on the top deck jumping rope, and it's a beautiful view of Camelback Mountain. And I'm jumping rope, and I'm super lonely <laughs> because there's no one around, and I'm just feeling, you know, isolated and alone. And I had this vision. I go, wouldn't it be cool to create an outdoor yoga studio right here? So put down synthetic grass and do sunset yoga, and the speakers will go here. And I had it all just kind of walking around you know, doing a visioning exercise. Uh-huh. And not only just, you know, the grass and the DJ, what I envisioned was the people. And I pictured a hundred people yeah. there wow. with me. So instead of just jumping rope alone, all of a sudden I was surrounded by a hundred people mm. doing yoga that on something that I had created and brought them all together. So I had this feeling of, okay, of connection, of feeling I'm a part of, I'm not isolated. And so I reached out to the fashion square and they loved the idea and they bought the synthetic grass and, and we started this, I know it was back in, I think May, we went through June and it got really hot. I remember that. Um, As it typically does. It got, yeah, it was those evenings, some of those evenings were hot, but people showed up and, and they loved it. Mm-hmm. And I actually shared that story at the end of one of the classes. And it was such a powerful moment because I could really, at that point then I was envisioning being alone up there. I could remember what that felt like. And then standing in front of everyone and sharing that story was pretty remarkable because it happened. Yeah, it was right there. You created that reality. It it happened. I was looking at everybody, I said, I'm looking at all you amazing people. I said, and I, you know, dreamt this or envisioned you all being here. And thank you so much for, you know, for being here. And the way I feel today versus whatever that was ever months ago versus being alone now to be surrounded by all of you was, was really cool. Um, So that's how that event came to be. So it's how a lot of things, you know, that was just from leaving my place and going to exercise and then stumbling upon this rooftop, yeah. right? I've never been up there before in my life. I had no reason to be up on this, on this garage rooftop. So interesting how things happen. So mm-hmm. we'll be back there October 6th 
Um, we're going to do seven, maybe eight, um, starting October 6th through November. The question is whether we'll, we'll end it on November 17th, which is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, or the 24th, which is the day before Thanksgiving. And it just depends on whether they're going to need that. Yeah, I think it would be cool to have it on the 24th, the day before Thanksgiving. Totally. Uh, the only question is, you know, whether they'll have the parking situation over there. Okay. Because, you know, Thanksgiving is, and this I don't understand, you know, wanting to be at a mall at four in the morning to wait for them to open or something. But people want to do that. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll see. But I'm, I'm asking if we can end it on the 24th. Because I just think it would be a really cool deal for a lot of people to to do a sunset yoga class on Wednesday the twenty fourth, and then go over to whatever the big parties are, you know, that go on the you know the day before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving night. Mm -hmm. But to kind of start the holiday season intentionally doing yoga with the sunset, I think it could be really cool. So, anyways, it'll be the sixth through the twenty fourth every Wednesday um, from. 5.15, check in. We're going to start at 5.30, so give people a chance to get after work. They might have to leave a few minutes early, but they can, uh, you know, get over after work. We'll start at 5.30. Got an amazing lineup. It's going to be fantastic. So hopefully, you know, as many people as possible can make it over and enjoy. And then we have our November yoga retreat at the Wigwam, November 11th to the 14th. And we have an amazing lineup. Robin Martin from Seattle. So if you follow her, she's big, you know, big aloe, you know, yoga ambassador. Okay. Uh, Brent LaFoon, who's with Equinox in LA and is really, really cool. Odette Hughes from Virginia. We've got some local representation, Adam Mayalua mm -hmm. um, from Madison and Body Lab. He's really cool. Nicole Warren, uh, she teaches at the Foundry. And DJ Tommy Roberts. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've missed anyone. It's quite a lineup. Yeah. Yeah. It so, sounds like it. You know, for and is there, did I see an arm balance flow or an inversion flow? Yeah, that's Brent. So Brent okay. is, I'm going to do some stories on our Instagram. Um, Brent is an amazing, I mean, handstands, the whole deal. Yeah. He can do it all. And he's, he's just a really, really nice guy. Um, so yeah, so we'll do, in addition to yoga class, we'll have some workshops. He's doing a yoga philosophy. What's kind of different about our retreats is you'll get a little bit of everything. They're super active, but there's also some downtime during the day just to hang out at the pool, go to the spa, play tennis, play around golf, go for a hike. You know, it's, yeah, it's really, there's also quite a bit of relaxation built around it. And then also a lot of socializing. So we have, we'll have solo travelers from all over the country. So it's a great place to come and just, you know, meet new people, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like-minded, health conscious, really cool people. Make new yoga friends and pick up yeah. some new. Yeah. Well, yoga friends are awesome because totally. I don't know. I just like, you know, I like yoga people, you know, people, peeps. <laughs> yeah. And it is a, it's, it's a mindset. Um, and even it's funny, I've always had really good, all my good friends have always come from the fitness world. Because <laughs> um, I think it is like a mindset thing. And then, and then you're also in it together, right? It's that unity. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have that sense of community with them, with others, and it helps you. It helps you keep coming back as well.
Yeah, yeah, for sure. That encouragement of being surrounded by people that are, that are, you know, we're, you know, we're in the same boat, right? We got to get through this class together somehow. (laughs) (laughs) But we know how amazing we're going to feel when we leave. (laughs) Yeah. So those are the two big things we've got coming up. Wellness Wednesdays at the Scottsdale Fashion Square starting October 6th um, through November 17th or 24th. And then November 11th to the 14th at the Wigwam, our big yoga retreat. Those are the two things I'm focusing on. A little more stuff going on, maybe some kind of holiday deal in December. Some stuff in, you know, going into the new year. But that's enough to keep me busy. Through the end of the year, yes. Yeah, and I'll I'll post the um, website as well on the show notes for listeners. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. All right. Any last um, little words you want to share? Or... Um, no, I just, you know, one thing that I, I've only done, a, you know, a few of these, but I have a feeling that, you know, there could be some, some either entrepreneurs or people who are considering it. And um, I would just encourage people to, you know, to do it. Right. Um, there's been a lot of times I question, you know, why I've been self-employed since pretty much I got out of school. So it's kind of all I've ever known other than when I did work for a few companies, um, you know, after I sold my business and um, I, I really enjoy it to be able to create something, you know, to collaborate, to work with others. And uh, I know obviously you can do that working for a you know, big company also, but I don't know, there's something about, and it's not for everyone and that's not, you know, that's not good or bad right? There's nothing better about being an entrepreneur at all. In some cases, I, you know, I think we may have, you know, wonder why, (laughs) you know, why it even makes sense. But if it's something that you do want to pursue, um, I would encourage you to, to try it, right? Or actually the word try isn't so great to do it, right? There's an, there's a reason Nike doesn't say, you know, just try it. There's, there's, there's things just do it, right? So you never know. Well, and you never know what you can do until you try (laughs) until you try. And you mentioned the word earlier, believe. In fact, I don't know if you watch uh, Ted Lasso as a series on Apple and it's, it's really, really good. I haven't. He's got a sign called is just believe. And he puts it in the locker room and I'm going to try to duplicate that sign because I want to put it up in my window right here. And it really is such a great word, right? Just to believe, to believe in yourself, to believe in God, to believe in, you know, your fellow humans, to believe, you know, just to really, you know, to believe, whether it ties in with faith and whatever. Um, So that's kind of the only thing I'll share. You know, I believe, I've come to believe. Yeah. And there's, there's hope attached to that too. Hope is another great word. Yeah. So hope and, you know, those things I pray for every morning in terms of kind of these spiritual principles, right? Hope, optimism, faith, yep. you know, belief, gratitude. Okay. Um, then you have a lot more to give as well. All about mindset. Yeah, yeah. Mindset. For sure. Well, this has been really nice. I appreciate the opportunity. And yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being vulnerable and open and sharing more about your journey and um, what the car is all about and sharing some insight as well. So I appreciate your time and your energy. Thank thank you. you. We'll see you at wellness Wednesdays. Yes. Everyone listening will come and 
come and join us and come up and say hi yeah. and uh, enjoy a sunset yoga class. Yes. Yeah. They're the best. You won't regret it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jim. Have a good thank rest you, of your Gina. day. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you for tuning in to the House of Minds. Cheers to mind expansion.